Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrotman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. What a wonderful morning it is today, David. It is. Shimshon is our videographer. Can you believe it? We're up to the stage where we're already on television. Yes, I should say on the internet, but not on television. One day, we'll be uh, bought by somebody or picked up by somebody. We'll go global, Scott. NBC, CBS, ABC, no one less than that. This will be a show about something as opposed to Seinfeld about nothing. I hope it's about something. I think it is. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's something. And the Word of God. And that's something. Right. So therefore, we have something to sell to main network television. I certainly hope they're listening. Last time, David, we talked about the ambiguities in this text, this four-verse text in Numbers chapter 11, verses 26, 27, 28, and 29, about Eldad, Eldad and Medad, two ambiguous prophets who show up and disappear as suddenly. We don't know anything about them except that they seem to prophesy a lad runs and tells Moses, Joshua gets upset, tells Moses to do something, it's unclear what. They also came from a place called Ketuvim, which might mean writing, it's unclear. And instead of getting upset, Moses said, don't be jealous for me. I wish everybody would have the spirit upon them. And that's the entire story. We have no idea what is going on, David. No idea. And I want to make things a little bit more juicy as we're unraveling the mystery of these verses. It's already pretty juicy, David. What was the prophecy of Eldad and Medad that made the youth rat out these two guys? And then Joshua suggests to Moses to maybe put them in jail or something. Did you like my James Cagney thing going on there? He ratted out. He ratted them out. He ratted out. If we're going to be visual on video, we have to make sure we have that kind of visual moment. I'm I a Yankee Doodle it. Dandy. I like it. There you go. So what is the prophecy to David? The prophecy, according to one interpretation in the revelation of Jewish understanding of the Bible, is they prophesied that Moses was going to die and Joshua was going to bring the nation of Israel into the promised land. Now, that actually is what happened. This was a true prophecy, if that were the prophecy. The problem is no one knows this yet. That happens several chapters later. This hasn't happened yet, and if that were the prophecy, it would make sense as to why everyone's getting so upset. Joshua, Moses' loyal servant, is being told, you're going to take over for your teacher, your Rebbe. Right. And for Joshua, this is not a good moment. This is terrible. How could you say that Moses, the great Moses, is going to be exiled, not allowed into the land of Israel, dying in the desert? In fact, at this point, they don't know that anybody's going to die in the desert. This is before the Jews have been decreed to die in the desert. So this is a very disturbing prophecy, if that's what it was. So let's assume that is the prophecy. And let me try to prove it to you within the context of the text. I want to hear it. Okay. After this prophecy happens, if we assume that Moses is going to die and Joshua is going to lead them into land, look at every single episode that happens after the prophecy is mentioned here. Prior to the prophecy happening, we have the story of the picking of the elders of Israel because of the menu option problem. Afterwards, what story appears right after this? We have the story of Miriam and Aaron. Internal family issues. They're complaining, it seems, about Moses. God then gives Miriam leprosy. 
and Moses prays for her, but there's some sort of internal family strife almost. According to the biblical text, and there are different interpretations of this biblical text, they were complaining about something about Moses' internal family dynamics, his own marriage. And because of that? Well, they had something about Moses' prophecy. God then defends Moses by saying, Moses had a different form of prophecy from yours and every other prophet. In fact, the laws and the rules about what Moses' prophecy were are derived from that episode. But that shows another aspect of some sort of family dynamics problem going on. So he seems to be out of touch of his family. Then what happens after that? Well, that's one of the most tragic episodes in the whole Bible. Spies are sent out. Unclear whether it's entirely at God's command, at Moses' behest, the people's behest. There are different interpretations. Both are implied by the text. And the spies go and come back with a terrible report. And the result of the report? People are destined to stay in the desert for the next 40 years until the next generation has grown up, at which point they will go into the land of Israel. And then after that, we have the famous rebellion, Korach and his 250 men rebelling against Moses and saying, how can you assume leadership? Again, leadership. Aren't all the people holy? Which sounds very democratic, except that it was really more of a power play on Korach's behalf. He wasn't really interested in the people. He was demanding the priesthood for himself, really. If you look at the story of El Dadameda, you understand why it was placed in middle of the story of the lack of menu options. Assuming that was their prophecy. Well, of course we're assuming it's their prophecy. This is part of the revelation of the Jewish people engaged in the text. And they're saying, hey, if you look at what happens after this. And before this. And before this, it is the slow downfall of Moses' leadership, which he eventually, at the end, hits a rock and is told he can no longer go into the land of Israel. Their prophecy came true when Moses failed leadership himself. And you can only know that in a sense of the Holy Spirit in prophecy by having, as we always said, confidential information that's been redacted. And here we have another case in the Bible that Eldad and Medad received the unredacted files. That's one possible prophecy, but David, we'll see next time. There are other opinions about what this prophecy was. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman, and blessings from Jerusalem.